And then the solder children were found in my basement. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another Good Things Podcast. I am Katie. And I am Brittany. And unfortunately this week we are not joined with Gray. Yeah. He's a busy man. Got a busy Wham. life. You know that modeling career is really taking <laughs> off for him. He got a yeah, call from Heidi Klum today. That's what and, he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and so he's high in demand. <sighs> so today me and Brittany are going to try and be detectives and solve a crime that has never been solved in all of Ooh, I actually history. have a story I could tell because I did solve a crime. Just because we're on the topic of crime and oh I'm really God. proud of this crime. This crime. This crime. <laughs> no, it was a crime, okay? Okay, you start us off, Brittany. Okay, story time. Get your <laughs> something ready. Get your ears ready. <laughs> clean them out, baby. Clean them out. You gotta do that. It's important. Also, it's important to clean out your belly button. Side fact, but Side note. do that shit. Thanks right. for that. Okay, so um, I was... Sorry, you said thanks for that. So funny. I just like heard you like, thanks for that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I might have just heard it weird. Okay, Okay. So one night I was hanging out with friends and I came home and I noticed there was like a creepy car in front of my garage. It was just like stopped on the corner and they were just like sitting there and I like just pulled into my garage really quickly because I didn't want to encounter this guy and have like contact with him. And so I just like quickly got in my car, closed the garage and went inside and didn't think of anything of it. Then a few days later, um, we were, my family and I were sitting in our house and we heard like this big crash thing and we went outside out of sight of our garage and we noticed that this whole like trailer thing got pushed into another car and the license plate of the car who hit the other car was still there like it came off of the car and was like just laying there Mm -hmm. and so I had taken I I think I I don't remember what I did but somehow my mom had taken like a picture of the creepy car and she so she had the license plate and it was the same make of the car that I saw so then I was like oh my gosh wait don't you have that picture of the car that um like the creepy one that was just sitting here she's like oh yeah and so that was the same car that I saw and it was the same license plate on her phone. So mm-hmm. like we had the license plate and everything and the guy who ended up um, like hitting the other guy's car, he was like drunk and he got arrested. So basically I solved the crime. professional, so get ready. Kids, I should be a part of the FBI. we are going to learn what happened to the solder children. Yeah. Because Brittany is going to figure it out for us. So buckle up. It's we're in for a wild Dude, ride. Dude, I don't know. So for those of you who don't know the story, I'm going to roll through the whole thing. Brittany's going to stop whenever she thinks something's fishy or she is drawing a conclusion of some yeah. kind. You think this would really be the opposite. I'm the one in criminal investigation. I've never... But okay. I think it will be more funny. I'm like interested in... Yeah, I'm interested in like all the crime stuff and whatever, but I don't I know a lot about them. love crime. That sounds bad, but I think it is so interesting. No, yeah. I like watching Dateline and whatever. It's more frustrating, but also interesting when like someone doesn't get caught. Like you don't know what happened. Oh my gosh. Because I'm so curious. It drives me up a wall. The best things. Oh my gosh. Just like thinking about it makes me just so happy and like wants to watch it. But I love watching pursuit chases. (laughs) She really does. Like we'll stop whatever we're doing. Like right now, if there was a car chase, we would stop the podcast. We'd walk away and we would... Go watch the police chase. Yeah, no, I love them. I just like anything like like I love like learning about serial killers and stuff. I don't like obviously I don't love them, but I find it intriguing and it's like fascinating to see how yeah. how someone's brain goes down like such like the wrong path. Yeah. That reminds me, 
Um, this is just a helpful note from a friend to a friend. If you have not seen I Am The Night, Brittany, of course, hasn't um, <laughs> because she hates me. Go watch it. It. Oh, I watched it with my dad and it blew my mind. Okay. It's about the Black Dahlia murder. Anyways. So, in Fayetteville, West Virginia, there were five kids. Maurice, who was 14, Martha... T- 12, Louie 9, Jenny 8, and Betty 5, who were um, five kids that were part of a 10-kid family. And on Christmas Eve in 1945, the Father George and Mother Jenny Sauter, um, they Wait, went and took... Pause. Yes. I might want to turn that off. Sorry, the phone's beeping. You're going to hear... Hold on one second. Okay, wait. Hang on. And we're back. All right. Sorry about that. Okay, so... On Christmas Eve in 1945, George and Jenny Sauter took nine of their ten children, the other one was in the army at the time, took nine of them, laid them all down to go to sleep, and at 1 a.m. a fire started. Four of their kids and the parents got out. Um, They were outside, and they were like on the lawn, so they were clearly fine. And then George wanted to go save his kids because he knew that five of them were missing, so he went and broke a window which is when he like sliced his arm open and then I guess there was too much smoke and he couldn't see anything so he couldn't enter through the window on the bottom and he said that all the kids that were still in there were on the top floor of the house Mm -hmm. so they like figured okay well if we just get to the top floor then we'll be fine so he ended up going back outside and then there was a ladder that he always kept propped against the house and it was like missing but they never moved it Mm -hmm. it always stayed there so then he thought that they have these two coal trucks in their house that they used the day before perfectly fine. And he said he would take those um, one of the coal trucks and he would go and like park it near the house and then he would climb on top of it to get to the top window. But even though they were functioning perfectly the day before, neither one started. And then um, he tried to scoop water from a rain barrel, but the rain barrel was frozen solid. It's shady. I what? know. And so five of his children were stuck somewhere um, inside whipping ropes of smoke. Listen, I'm reading this because I only memorized the first half. And I this person likes to add their flair. <laughs> um, and then his arm, because when he cut it before from the window, he didn't realize it was like bleeding everywhere. And then his voice was killing him too because he'd been screaming their names for so long and no one was answering. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the daughters, the older ones that got out, not the ones that I mentioned earlier. Those are all the ones that are stuck, like the younger ones. So wait, um, they're, the five of them are still out? The five of them were missing and they were never seen again after this. Okay, okay. So no one really knows what happened to them. The older ones, I believe it's older than I think it was a baby. Like all the older ones are like in their 20s and then like a baby. Um, they had all gotten out. So it was the younger ones that went missing. Yes, the, there were 14, 12, 9, 8, and 5. Okay, okay. And so one of the older daughters sprinted to a neighbor's home to call the fire department, but they weren't operating any response. So they weren't giving them anything. And then a neighbor who saw, like, the flames ended up calling a, um, a bar, but the operator didn't respond again. A bar? Yeah. I don't know. No one knows. And so then... The neighbor, because they weren't getting response, drove into town and tracked down the fire chief. His name is Chief F.J. Morris. 
um, who initiated Fayetteville's version of a fire alarm called a phone tree system, um, whereby a firefighter phoned another one who phoned another one to, like, get people together. Mm-hmm. The, firefi- the firefighter department was only two and a half miles away, but the crew did not arrive until 8 a.m. Remember, this happened at 1 a.m. They Why couldn't get, they get two there? Two miles away. We don't know. Um, There's no way that much. And at that point, the Sodder's entire house, because it had been going for so long, the entire house was just ash. There wasn't like wood. Yeah. There, clearly, their kids weren't there. Um, they had assumed that five of their kids were dead, but when they searched the grounds, on, this is, since it was on Christmas Day, this is I mean, Christmas Eve, now it's Christmas Day, mm-hmm. they searched their house thinking that their kids were dead, but they didn't find any of their remains, which you, you'd see bones. Yeah. Like you'd have to find them. Um, the chief said that the blaze had been hot enough to completely cremate the bodies. Uh, says who? Which... By the way, don't forget the entire time. How did the fire start? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one's yeah. looking into that because there's all these other shady things. Yeah. There, at 1 a.m., a fire started. Um, George covered the basement with five feet of dirt, intending to preserve the site as a memorial. Um, the coroner's office issued five death certificates just before the new year. Wait, you saying, get a certificate when you die? A death certificate? Yeah. Yeah, saying like, it's like a birth certificate, so you're alive. And they go on record saying this is a living citizen. Yeah. And then when you die, it goes on record saying this person's dead. And they give you a death certificate. I mean, they don't, like, if you're dead, they're not going to give it to you, but they're going to give it to like a relative. Well, like, your family or something? They're not going to be buried. Like That's so weird. I've never, I never knew that. (laughs) That's weird (laughs) that you didn't know that. (laughs) I just, I don't know why I didn't know that, but I did. No, me neither, but sometimes it happens. (laughs) They said that the fire was caused because of faulty wiring. I feel like that's always like okay. <laughs> no, I, I feel like that's always like if they don't know, they just blame it on that. I yeah, like I'm obviously not a firefighter. I don't know anything about wiring, so it could be yeah. true. It could happen more than you think. In but, my criminal investigation class, he told a story about how a dad went to like he left his family and he went to go fix um wires, and yeah. instead of like. Like, getting just a new wire. He wanted to attach two wires together to make it, like, longer. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, an actual... Like, there was, like... It was, like, a power, like, wire. And he didn't unplug the power or anything first. So he goes and he um has, like, the thing broken. And then he goes to hold it in between, like, his... You know, like, when you hold a phone in between yeah. your head and your shoulder? Yeah. He did that. And then when he did it, I guess, like... I forget what happened. Something happened that sparked, like, a thing in yeah. the wire. And it electrocuted him. And then his family called the police department because they're like, he's been under the house for quite a long time and he cooked himself. <gasps> Isn't that insane? Oh my gosh. That's, that's another story. Not so much a mystery, just <laughs> tragic. Um, but then the Sodders had begun to wonder if their children were actually alive since they had no evidence. How would they, um, how would they be alive though if they were still? Okay, these are like weird facts that I don't care about. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Wait, but how would they think they were alive? Like, do they think they got out sooner and then just, like, ran away or something? I think. I hope we get to the theories because I've watched, like, a million different videos about it. And in one of the theories, there was, like, a guy that had talked to them previously. And I kid you not, said something. They had gotten in an argument at a bar 
the dad George and then this guy who like was known for being just kind of a shit guy mm-hmm. had gotten in an argument and he said well I'm gonna light your house on fire and steal your kids he said that word for word in an argument and the like fire Dude, department was like well, well that's very well what a plot twist like skeptical. they did not care and so I think they think that someone kidnapped those kids and then lit the house as soon on as- fire but de- planned all those other things like a whole house is going on fire and there's a bucket that's Dude. frozen solid I wonder if those kids are still alive. Isn't okay. Well, forty-five. They'd be old as hell. Old, but like still alive, probably. Uh, maybe the like young ones. Maybe yeah. like Betty. Yeah. She's the five-year-old. Betty. Um, Jenny, the mom, couldn't understand how five children could perish in a fire and leave no bones, no flesh. No, I mean, no flesh. That's gonna that goes pretty fast. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, and so she conducted a private experiment, burning animal bones, chicken bones, beef joints, pork chops, to see if the fire could consume them. And each time she was left with all the bones. So no fire she could create would be strong enough yeah. to like actually cremate them. I feel like that's not common sense, but does like bones just don't burn in a fire. Like they're always left behind. They do when you're like cremating someone. But yeah, but that's like at in, really like, high yeah, temperatures exactly. and stuff. Like never in a house. Yeah. Especially, like, from just a house fire from, like, wires. Yeah. Um, she knew that the remnants of various household appliances had been found in the burnt-out basement. So household appliances were in the basement. And they were still identifiable. Yeah. Why? So, so how, clearly there's the fire no way. isn't as strong as people yeah. are saying it. And then someone at the crematorium told her that the bodies have to be burned for two hours at 2,000 degrees. Exactly. Their That's house exactly was we're just destroyed playing. in 45 minutes. So they would have seen them. They, like yeah. the kids. Or like their burnt selves. Um, and then a collection of odd moments grew is what this thing says. I Please don't think I said that on my own. Um, a telephone repairman told the Sodders that their lines appeared to have been cut, not burned. Dude, yeah. Someone must have had to kidnap right? them. Because unless it was like one of the parents who like set this up and was like... And then they realized... Oh, I have a theory. Okay, give it to me. What if, like... So, like, the parents could have been on, like, one side and was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this while you do this. And so maybe they, like, one of them, like, got all those children that were upstairs and, like, mm-hmm. hid them somewhere wherever they lived. Mm-hmm. And then the other one went to go cut the wire and they, they just, like, made it so it was, like, a setup. It looked like it was the set parents? up. parents? Yeah. Oh, because they didn't like the guy? Or, like, something. I don't know. But I was just a theory. They haven't seen their kids ever again. But how do you know that? They, like, they'll go out with their family, the four other ones, and the five, like... Yeah, but maybe that's just They were on, when you would enter West Virginia, there was a picture of the five of them, like, in their faces. I'll, like, show you the picture afterwards, like, the billboard. Maybe that's just, like, a cover-up, It was a billboard hanging... I mean, but what would be their motivation for it? You don't just decide to... Dude, people are weird and creepy. Yeah, but that's, like, that's real weird and creepy. Like, this is, this is so, like, thought into uh-huh. that they would have to be, like, losing their minds. I just remembered that I put coffee in the freezer, and it is going to be fucking frozen because I wanted iced coffee. Well, I'm going to get some icy coffee. Do you want to go check on it? No, it's all right. We can okay. do it afterwards. Um, so a telephone repairman said that the lines had been cut, not burned. And then they realized that if the fire had been elect- electrical, the result of faulty wiring, which was officially reported then the power would have been dead and there was light in the downstairs rooms because the reason when he yeah, went into the window, when he went into the window to see the, um, 
the like the, like to go try and see if he could get in yeah the fog and the lights were so strong he couldn't see it because you know when like light yeah, yeah, reflects yeah. on fog it just looks white no but that's what i was saying remember when people are like oh like whoever the investigators are like oh it's probably just faulty wiring like that's just i feel like that's always nah, just a like, backup i feel like it's a go-to because the wiring can get like destroyed yeah in the like they just tell people that just so they know like oh this is what caused it just to blame I, something it's, it could be true for sure um, a witness came forward claiming he saw a man at the fire scene taking a block and tackle used for removing car engines. And that could be the reason that George's truck didn't start. Maybe. Um, one day while the family was visiting the site, Sylvia, After who was burned. one of the, yeah, I think so. Sylvia, who was one of the older daughters who lived, found a hard rubber object in the yard. And um, Jenny, the mom, recalled hearing a thud on the floor. Or on the roof and a rolling sound. Wait, before the fire. Yeah. Obviously, because that yeah. wouldn't make sense. <laughs> During the fire, I stopped because I heard something on my roof. After we went back I to thought, the side. Oh, woo, Nelly. There must be something up there. Um, <laughs> George then looked at it, the dad, and said that it was a pineapple bomb. It's used what in, like, war. What is that? Oh. I, listen, man. Pineapple bomb. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what a pineapple bomb is. Um, and then came some reports of sightings. A woman claimed to have seen the missing children peering from a passing car while the fire was in progress. So, like, they were looking at their house as it was going down. But also, they... you have to remember that, like, the Fayetteville, where this is, is the, the main road is 100 yards. Mm-hmm. That's how small of a town it is. So, when something this, like, big and this big of a mystery happens in such a small town... Everybody kind of wants their 15 minutes of fame. So everyone's kind of willing to say that, like, everyone is so suspicious. And they're like, you know, like in those little towns, like, everyone's gossipy. Everyone's seen something, knows something, because everyone knows each other. So they're like, well, you know, Paul Blart, mall cop, (laughs) was giving giving George a dirty look in the grocery store the other day. And you know what? He he is a pyromaniac, that one. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everyone's brains just kind of overthink. So no one, like, that's another contribution is that, like, they can't solve it because everyone has like so many little pieces of evidence, but nothing yeah, concrete. That makes sense. Um, a woman operating a tourist stop between Fayetteville and Charleston, um, 50 miles west, said she saw the children the morning after the fire. She said she served them breakfast. There was a car with a Florida license plate at the tourist court, too. Which is weird. A woman at a Charleston hotel saw the children's photos in the newspaper and said she had seen four of the five a week after the fire. The children were accompanied by two women and two men, all of Italian extraction. Yeah, okay. I feel like someone had to have taken that. I feel like someone took that. Because if the wires were cut, like, they're not going to go cut them. Exactly. And then, like, his truck didn't work. It doesn't, like, somehow cut itself. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, a truck that was working the day before doesn't work all of a sudden the ladder that's always in the same spot all of a sudden gone yeah the wheelbarrow that always has water in it is just ice yeah no. like it's a lot of plot twists um the children were yeah, i already read that part um someone said i do not remember the exact date however the entire party did register at the hotel and stayed in a large room with several beds they registered about midnight i tried to talk to the children in a friendly manner but the men appeared hostile and refused to allow me to talk to the children wait this is like this is a quote that someone gave to like the police i know but is this like someone who worked at that hotel yes i think so 
One of the men looked at me in a hostile manner. He turned around and began talking rapidly in Italian. Immediately, the whole party stopped talking to me. I sensed that I was being frozen out, and so I said nothing more. They left early the next morning. Um, in 1947, which is two years Why after... Why didn't they, like, go after those people, like... That they saw? And, like, yeah. if you think about it, this was in, like, 1945 like, what or, like, did, 1947 now. That's true. Like, if it was they, now, the FBI would be so on top of them. They would... Yeah, like, it would be a lot easier to catch someone like this because it'd be a lot easier to run out. But even then, like, cases like this, like, are still... Still go, like, unnoticed a lot. Of, not unnoticed, but you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. You get so many cases, sometimes you're just like, at what point you have to, pick you the have best to stop ones. the search? Yeah. Um, George and Jenny sent a letter out about the case to the FBI and received a reply from Edgar Hoover. Yeah. He said, although I would like to be of service, the matter related appears to be of local character and does not come within the investigation jurisdiction of this bureau. However, agents said that they would assist if they could get permission from local authorities, but the police and fire departments declined. So they said they couldn't help. Okay, this is where so it gets... if they don't, if they don't, if it's not within their jurisdiction, then they have to be invited in. Yeah, that's just like how the FBI works. But the part when that they like... asked if they could be invited in, they said no. The part that pisses me off, it took the firemen that lived two miles. That's what away I'm saying. So it's like a.m. to get how... there. It seems like it was a very okay. I think I don't know if we're gonna get on this, but I, this might be it. This could be completely wrong. I don't know. Fact check me if you want. I don't care. Um, I think it's in this one where the guy who was in charge of the case was also, or the guy who was really mad at him, like, early on that said he wanted to, like, kill his, kill his family and take his kids or something like that. He was, like, really good family friends with, like, the head of the fire department. Wait, he was friends with who? The guy, like, at the fire department. No, 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 the other guy. You know how I told you there was a guy that said, like, I'm going to burn your house down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That guy was friends with the people at, like, at the fire department. But we don't know where that guy came from. I don't know. Like, He's just I, a random guy. Yeah. Like, I think that's the right story. But mind you. Okay. Okay. I read these all the time. Okay. Um. Doo, 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 doo. So they turned to a private investigator named C.C. Tinsley, which is the best private investigator name. That really is. C.C. Tinsley. C.C. Tinsley. Yeah. I'm here to solve your murders. <laughs> I think that was really good in my head, but I'm going to listen to this back and be like, Jesus, Katie. Cringe. Why didn't you stop? Um, He discovered that the insurance salesman who had threatened George, that's who it was. It was an insurance salesman. Oh, baby, I knew it. Um, Was a member of the coroner's jury and deemed the fire accidental. So the one who was in charge of saying that the fire was accidental was the same person that threatened the family. Does that not seem insane? That's probably um, why. Okay, but how would he get like the firefighters and whatever on board of this? Like, no, don't go help them. It was like back in the day, like briberies were really that's true. Common. Yeah, like nowadays that w- that's not how it would be. Like you can go back. Like I, I was I don't know. I was learning about like the Los Angeles Police Department, and you would not even believe the corruption that was in the Los. Like back in the day, um. If they, like, there was, I think, there's a movie about this. It's called, like, The Changeling or something. Mm-hmm. And there were so many missing kids and, like, so many missing moms that they would take random kids if they just found a kid. Mm-hmm. And they would tell the kid, like, make sure you think this is your mom or we're going to send you, like, somewhere. 
And so they'd give this kid back to the mom and the mom would be like, this is not my kid. And they would say like, oh, she's crazy. And they'd lock her up in like a crazy bin. <gasps> oh my gosh. Because LA wanted the like recognition yeah. of having reunited someone. They just wanted the publicity, but it was completely corrupt. Like okay. there's so many stories about how like corrupt LA can be. Another reason why you need to watch I Am The Night because they talk about that and it's really interesting. Okay, back to this. Um, he also, the C.C. Tinsley, heard a curious story Love from the Fayetteville minister from F.J. Morris, the fire chief. So the fire chief story wasn't good either. Morris had claimed that no remains were found, but he supposedly confided that he'd discover a heart in the ashes, like a human heart just sitting there. That's not possible. I know, if bones are going to be burnt up, but not a human heart. Yeah. Um, he hid it in a dynamite box and buried it at the scene. Why would you just go there randomly and like, oh, why three? Not tell the families. Yeah. Be like, you know what I should do? Bury a human heart right here. Yeah. And can he tell where it is? And just like can go there like, on his this own. This is where it is. Or is he like gray with his time capsule like i think it's at the park or it's in my backyard or damien's backyard (laughs) yeah (laughs) um tinsley persuaded morris to show him the spot together they dug up the box that was buried and took it to a funeral director they poked and prodded the heart and concluded it was beef liver untouched by the fire i knew it (laughs) but why would that why would he have buried it then and said it was a human heart. And first of all, I don't it's know if y'all have seen the liver. It looks fucking nothing like a heart. Yeah, it was a cover-up. Soon afterwards, the Sodders heard rumors that the fire chief had told others about the contents had the bo- about the box had not been found in the fire at all. And that he had buried the beef liver in the rubble and hoped that finding any remains would placate the family enough to stop the investigation. Okay, so he buried the heart. Saying that to try to, to not... find the heart so that they could stop the investigation. Yeah. Which leads me to believe he knew more than he says he did. Mm-hmm. Because if you're so eager to stop the investigation so he probably, and not give his family okay, peace. That, would, that should just give like the FBI, whoever was like going to interview him or interrogate him, like a better reason be a to motive. like. In my yeah. investigation class, we call it like, oh shit, I'm going to forget it. And I'm sorry, Mr. Watkins. I'm really trying in that class, I promise. Does he listen? no but it would you be should. the world if he did oh my gosh you should tell him <laughs> he doesn't have the time for this hi mr he's in his little Watkins. squad car like <laughs> wait we gotta listen to the podcast gotta turn on the pod um <laughs> he doesn't talk like that he talks like i've never heard someone be that manly in my life um it's like reasonable suspicion versus probable cause so reasonable suspicion is like you have a reason to like be curious about that person and yeah. want to look into it. But that thing about like hiding false evidence, that's probable cause. You have a cause to arrest them at that point. Yeah. I would, if I was like... But this is a private investigator, so they can't do shit. I would like... And wanna, if the cops are in on yeah. it, then that would be it too. I would want to... and What's the right word? Like interrogate or... Yeah. Ask some questions about that. Like I feel like that's such a big reason, like a bigger reason yeah. to like interview like them. why would you want to end the investigation that doesn't make yeah like sense. that should be, that should give you more answers so why wouldn't you do that but then again i feel like the police and like whoever I feel like is the like the police and the firemen are in on it exactly yeah which is so sad because this is five kids sorry you're good <laughs> just the table <laughs> um over the next few years the tips and leads continued to come 
George saw a newspaper photo of school children in New York City and was convinced that one of one of them was his daughter Betty, the five-year-old. Now that's a little bit more convincing because no parent looks at some random picture of a child and goes, "That's my kid." Yeah, that's my kid. Like that's the dad. My dad. And there's like, like very me few. Me and my sisters from like a lineup of yeah. like a bunch of like white. And there's like kids. very few people that have like a doppelganger. Like that's not really yeah, like exactly. a popular. That thing. isn't like your sibling, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, he drove to Man- Manhattan in search of the child, but her parents refused to speak to him. Isn't that wild? So they, like they he found- was so sure. He drove to Manhattan to come get the girl. Wait, where did this happen again? This was in New York. It was a ch- uh, school in New York. He no, no, saw no. the picture. No, like the fire. The fire was in West Virginia. Okay, okay. Um, in August of 1949, remember this took place in 1945, so it's four years later now, the Sodders decided to mount a new search at the fire scene and brought in Washington, D.C. pathologist named Oscar B. Hunter. The excavation was thorough, uncovering several small objects, damaged coins, a partly burned dictionary, and several shards of vertebrae. Which is like your spine, right? Yeah. Um, Hunter sent the bones to the Smithsonian Institution, which issued the following report. Um, the human... Okay, this is all like science terms. <laughs> the individual at death should have been 16 or 17. The top limit of age would have been 22. Um, so then they said that the with the way it matured, they expected it to be a 14-year-old boy. Oh, my gosh. Now, remember when that girl said she saw four kids? She didn't see five, but she saw four yeah. check into a hotel yeah. that looked like the kids? Yeah. The 14-year-old boy that was there was Maurice. And so if he could have died in the fire... But then all the other kids could have gotten out. You know what I mean? And like been kidnapped. He could have just been like collateral damage. Mm-hmm. But it showed no evidence that they were exposed to the fire at all. Like the bones. Yeah. So it's almost as if someone had put the bones back over there. Because it didn't show that they were burnt at all. Like it was like you like you died. You decayed like in a grave somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I took your bones back to like a fire site. And was like, ah, she was burnt up. What the heck? Um, the report said it's very strange that no other bones were found, um, in this allegedly careful evacuation of the basement of the house. One would expect to find the, the full skeletons of the five children rather than only four vertebrae that all belong to the same kid and no other like parts of his bones. Like a skeleton is thick. Mm -hmm. Like that's not something that just like goes away. Yeah. And it was only that little bit that was, like, found. As if someone was, like, okay, well, the kid died, so maybe let's cover it up and, like, put something there. You know what I mean? It's, like, a cover-up story. Which is sad. Oh, my God. How much longer? This is, this is long. I'm not going to lie to you. We're at 31 minutes. Okay. <laughs> so, 20 years after the fire, Jenny went to the mail and found an envelope addressed only to her. It was postmarked in Kentucky, but had no return address. Inside was a photo of a man in his mid-twenties. On its flip side, a cryptic handwritten note read, Louis Sauter, a love brother Frankie. What? I little boys. <laughs> this is a direct quote, so like I'm not even <laughs> kidding. This is what it said. A90132 or 35. And it looked just like their son, Louie, who had gone missing. 
Because when he was gone, he was nine. And this was 20 years later. And it looks like him. Really? I'll show you the pictures afterwards. I'll like post the pictures on our Instagram. Okay. And so like people can make their own decision. Um, Beyond like the obvious similarities, they had like the same like facial shape and stuff. Um, They then hired another private detective and then sent him to Kentucky where the letter was found or where the letter was sent to them. Mm -hmm. And then they never heard of the detective again. So weird. So the detective went missing too. The Sodders were going to publish like the letter that they had sent to them, that weird, weird one. Yeah. But they were afraid that the name of the town on the postmark might harm their son. Like, that someone had trapped them and that was him trying to, like, reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And that, like, then if someone saw that, that that he had reached out to them, he'd be in trouble. Instead, they put the billboard of them all, like, on the, right when you enter West, yeah. West Virginia. And it says on the billboard, time is running out for us. Isn't that so scary? Yeah. And the dad said in an interview, we only want to know if the fi- if they did die in the fire. We want to be convinced. Otherwise, we want to know what happened to them. And then he died a year later. What the heck? And then Jenny had a fence, built a fence around her house and began adding a whole bunch of rooms to her home and then building layer after layer between her and that, like the outside world. Um, she only ever wore black. And then she died in 1989. And then when she died, they decided to take the billboard down. That's crazy. Is that not the saddest thing ever? Yeah. So what I'm thinking, um, the youngest and the only known surviving child was Sylvia. She's now 69. And she doesn't think her siblings died at all. She thinks all of her siblings are alive. That's what I think. Um, when time permits, she visits the crime, sleuthing websites, and engages with people still interested in her family's mystery. Her very first memories are that night, when she was two years old. She will never forget the sight of her father bleeding or the terrible symphony of everyone screaming, and she is no closer to understanding why. Oh my. Bum, bum, bum. So what do you think, like, how I'm thinking it was that salesman. I'm yeah. thinking that salesman That's what I'm thinking had too. ties. I'm thinking that salesman was a little bit more than a salesman also. There are a lot of these stories, like a lot of the ones I read, end up being like, no, like, you know there's a mob, like, at the time. You know there's a mafia at the time. You know there's, like, gangs and stuff like yeah. that. And there's, like, like, especially at this time, everything's, like, controlled. Like, police are controlled. Firefighters are controlled mm-hmm. by people who are, like... You wouldn't necessarily like, get in trouble Like, whoever has the most money is whoever's in charge. It doesn't yeah. matter where you are. Yeah. And so I think maybe that salesman was a little bit more than a salesman. I'm not going to say what he is because I don't know, but I think he was a little bit more. And when him and the dad got in an argument and he said, I'm going to like light your house on fire and take, take your kids. Or something. I think he was like dead serious. Yeah. And so I think what he did was he went, waited for Christmas Eve because that's like a family holiday. Yeah. He paid off the fire department. He like paid off the police he went, cut their phone wires. He probably went, like, the operator couldn't get a hold of anyone. And so when they went to the fire station and they had people come, I think they were, like, probably paid off. Yeah. So they didn't show up. And then when he, like, he took the kids that he could take in that time period and then lit the fire. And then I think one of the kids probably was just kind of collateral damage. The one that 
like or like maybe when they were escaping like obviously if you're taking kids you don't give a shit about them yeah so they probably took them sold them did something with them Mm -hmm. um but when they took the kids i think one of them probably died at some point maybe not from the fire just from something because i think they had to keep them before everything kind of died down Mm mm-hmm this is like just me completely like inferencing it, but I think then when they like when his body kind of decayed and they like buried him, that's when they took the little bone pieces and gave it to like the officer because I think he first took the heart there and was paid to do that, like but the beef yeah. liver and say it was a heart, and then I think after that they didn't expect like the detective to do such a good job. Yeah, and then I think after that they like he put the bones on the like crime scene. And then when they hired the other detective to go investigate the letter, because the detective before did such a good job, mm-hmm. they paid him off again because they're like, no, because the detective like was great before. Now yeah. like, with advanced technology, it would be a lot easier to like figure out. Yeah. And then what's another thing that happened? Oh, seeing the little girl. I think probably like if you're taking like at the time she was five, if you're taking kids that are really little, I think they probably like right now, this is like a big thing happening kids are getting human like trafficked and then they're getting sold to like parents who are adopting them Mm -hmm. and so i think that's like really what's happening so i think with that it was either george was so like because obviously like he was brokenhearted like five of your kids were gone and no one knows what happened so i think he was either so like grief stricken he didn't know what to do yeah or like so he like thought he saw her just because he saw someone who was like in school which is what she'd be doing at the time you know, which, which is what he would hope she would be doing, you know, in school and, like, mm-hmm. being happy and stuff. Or genuinely, like, the parents had bought, like, the kid or gotten the kid. Yeah, that's what I think. And it was really his kid. That's so crazy. Agree? Disagree? No, I agree with what you said. I think... It makes sense, but to think of a story like that, like, that's just me putting together, like, things we read, and it's, like, one hell of a movie. But yeah. But honestly, in life... Nine out of ten. I guarantee 30 of those clues don't matter. Oh, probably, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably a really, like, simple answer. Like, they took the kids. They killed the kids somewhere else. And yeah. And that's all we got. The, the, the like, vertebrae but, like, of the child with the evidence we have, something else. we make it more complex. Yeah, I think, like, if I, ha- if I had to include everything, that's the only way it would work. Yeah. I don't think everything is actually, I think a lot of it's probably BS. Like, all the sightings. I think, yeah, they probably did see five kids the next day, but then, like, a few days later when they said they saw four, I think the other one probably could have died. Mm-hmm. I think, what was his name? Um, Maurice. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sad, though, but I think it it's is. so interesting to learn about stuff like that. No, I think it is, too. Got Not any it. other no. claims, you think? No. Since you are the detective amongst us? You really just summed it up. Good. Okay, well, this has been a Good Things Podcast. Uh, my name is Katie. My Instagram is K-A-T-E-Y-D-E-N-B-L. Brittany, why don't you give them a little announcement about what we just created last week? Oh, okay. So we made a um, a podcast Instagram account. So just go follow us on Instagram. It's just the Good Things we'll Podcast. We'll do like a lot of behind the scenes stuff for the podcast. Yeah. Like I'm going to post the pictures of the kids. I'll post a picture of what the the louie was supposed to look like like in that letter you'll get a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff yeah and, like and there's also like pictures of i don't know most of the people that listen to us are probably like friends and family of us so 
But if you aren't and you don't know what we look like, you there's also pictures of us on there too, so you can kind of see. If you're another podcast, put a face to, to this, the voice. We will definitely like talk about you if you want. Yeah, we'll we'll shout you out. Um, feel free to give us a follow. We'll definitely give you one back. We love supporting like smaller podcasts. Exactly. Um, Brittany, what's your Instagram? Oh, my, it's just my name, Britt Rocco, B-R-I-T-T-R-O-C-H-O-W. Um, Gray's is Garrett Clark, (laughs) G-A-R-R-E-T-T-C-L-A-R-K-E-21. 21, 24 or something. I'm pretty sure it's 21. Yeah, I don't know. You guys can wing it. If not, go listen to the other ones. So, I mean, you know what? He has enough. You know what? Gray's not even in this episode. So know, you're I welcome, feel Gray. Like a good soul doing. Yeah. All right, my coffee is frozen in the freezer, which is kind of a bummer. So I'm gonna go try and um, revive that. Yeah. And to be honest, we're saying goodbye to you, but Gray's coming over in a few minutes, and we're gonna record another podcast. Yeah. So it's That's really not that much one. of a goodbye, and I need water because I'm gonna have to talk again, and that was a lot of reading this time. <laughs> I feel like I just taught a whole history class. <laughs> All right, well, goodbye, everyone. If you are driving, drive safely. If you are going to bed, good night. If you are waking up, good morning. If you are at the gym, um, get that workout in, girl boy. If you are at the dentist, gross. If you are at the doctor's office, I hope everything's okay. If you yourself are the solder children, dude, I'd love to get you on the podcast. Dude, I'd love to meet you. Yeah. Reach out. I literally won't tell anyone. I won't tell anyone. You just got to tell me what happened. Yeah. My biggest dream i know we were saying goodbye but i just want to say this i am so excited to go to heaven to talk to god about what happened to amelia Earhart. (laughs) i'm so excited (sighs) comment that if you agree go to one of our instagrams or the good things podcast instagram and tell us that because that's what i think the most exciting part about about the situation and other crimes and what you guys think yeah if you guys want to talk about another crime go ahead Brittany knows a lot about the john benet ramsey case and so do i so if you want us to both come from a knowledgeable perspective, we can do that. Yeah. Let if us know what you guys want to us... just like show them to Brittany and then give Brittany's like funny opinion on yeah. them. That works too. <laughs> we could do this with Gray also, who will probably not follow 90% of it, but it would be funny It'd for be the rare times he does talk. Yeah. All right. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. We love you. Adios. Peace.